Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Hot Air Diviners, a podcast about astrology, tarot, and the art of divination. I'm your host, Lauren, the Cosmic Queen of Chaos. Join me on this journey as I explore the archetypal expressions through the lens of astrology, tarot, and beyond. And this season, I'll be talking to guest diviners, learning about different divination practices, and exploring how divination can help us understand ourselves and the world around us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hot Air Diviners podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today I'm going to be talking about the full moon in Gemini. I'm recording this on the day of the full moon, which is November 27th. The full moon actually perfected at 4.16 a.m. Eastern time this morning, but if you're a little late to the party like I am, no worries because the full moon was at four degrees of Gemini. So the moon will still be in the sign of Gemini for the next couple days. So this energy will be hanging around. Another energy that's still hanging around is Mars. Just like our last full moon, uh, Mars is present here as well, conjunct the sun in opposition to the moon. And in addition to the Mars conjunction and opposition, Both the Sun and Moon are squaring Saturn in the sign of Pisces. Mercury, the ruler of the the Moon in Gemini, is in Sagittarius and is squaring Neptune in Pisces as well. So Mercury is in opposition to its home sign. Mercury is in detriment in Sagittarius. And it's in detriment because Sagittarius is opposite Mercury's home sign of Gemini, but Sagittarius is also about the larger themes and big ideas, whereas Mercury and the Mercury-ruled signs of Virgo and Gemini are more focused on specific ideas and details. So what this all means is that we may be examining how our specific thoughts, ideas, actions, or specific areas of our lives, and maybe how they fit into the big picture. Do they align with our sense of self, our actions, the larger goals we're moving towards? So speaking in terms of goals as an example, Gemini is what we're doing right now. What are our goals for this week, month, year? And Sagittarius is the more, more like the overarching theme, uh, the five-year plan, the ideals we hold and what we aspire toward, where we see ourselves in the future, I guess. So now typically this is where I would get into some tarot and maybe create a tarot spread for this lunation, but I wanted to change it up a bit and use the tarot as a guide for some journal prompts because it is a full moon in Gemini and it just seems fitting. The tarot card that represents Gemini is the lovers and Sagittarius is temperance. The lovers Typically, this card is associated with love for obvious reasons, but it's also associated with choices. Typical depictions of this card show an angel or winged figure at the center. Uh, Below are two naked people standing side by side, usually depicted as male and female. Why are they naked? Well, it's supposed to, I guess, represent the full and uh, naked truth uncovered. The lover's card is about what or who we choose to align ourselves with and whether or not those choices or or the choices that we make help or hinder us in being who we hope to be in this life. Gemini is called 
or is, not, it's not called, it is a dual-bodied or mutable sign. It's a sign that embodies and holds duality, and it has within itself the ability to fully explore both sides, both choices, both options. Now, there are, of course, other interpretations of the lovers that are uh, more aligned with love and those themes, but this is, in a general sense, how I view it in correlation with the sign of Gemini. Another way I see this card relating to the planet Mercury is the representation of Mercury's gender fluidity. Obviously, planets don't have reproductive organs, so it's uh, nothing to do with that or gender as a construct in our society. But all the planets are described as either having masculine yang characteristics or feminine yin characteristics. Mercury is the only one who is fluid and can have either yin or yang expression. It's why Mercury rules two of the four mutable signs, Virgo and Gemini. And I think maybe this would be a, a good topic to discuss at length in the future because it's, it's really interesting how you can look at a, a natal chart and determine, uh, I guess, the gender of your Mercury. Of course, when I say gender, I mean uh, what I refer to masculine is a more active and outward expression, whereas feminine or yin expression is more internal. So it's actually nothing to do with uh, gender constructs as our society typically views them. But yeah, I think that might be a really good um, topic for a future episode is maybe I can walk you guys through how to determine the gender of your Mercury and then we can all throw our Mercury gender reveal parties. Gross. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. What was I talking about again? Um, uh, let's move on to Temperance and Sagittarius. <laughs> So Temperance is the tarot card that represents balance. It's depicted, or the card is depicted with an angel that is standing with one foot on land and the other in water, holding two cups and pouring liquid from one cup to the other. And it may seem odd to some that this card is related to the zodiac sign of Sagittarius, but it actually fits quite well once you look at it a little bit deeper. Um, especially as it relates to the centaur, which represents Sagittarius. Half horse, half human, all wrapped up into one. Because Sagittariuses are wildly independent, dislike feeling confined or boxed in, they are the free spirits and need to roam and let their minds and bodies and imaginations run free. This is the animalistic nature of Sagittarius. They are also optimistic, intelligent, empathetic humanitarians who deeply care for other people, um, the more refined, humane side, I guess you would say. So temperance reminds us to find the balance between our animalistic desires and human nature. When Sagittarius's are unbalanced, for example, they can become very hedonistic and kind of ruled by their, their impulses or their desires. Uh, or, on the other hand, they can also become kind of arrogant and having, or like having a sense of moral superiority um, and trying to push their thoughts and ideas and beliefs onto other people. 
both really gross expressions of, of an unbalanced Sagittarius. So don't, don't be that, okay? All right. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Okay, I had to take a quick pause because my cat decided that he wanted to come and co-host the show. Uh, so I had to <laughs> kick him out of the room while I'm recording. He is still meowing at the door. I don't know if you can, if the mic is picking that up or not. But anyways, moving on. Actually, side note here. In the last episode, I proclaimed that I would have a guest host on in this episode. Obviously, that didn't happen with the holiday and scheduling conflicts. I just couldn't make it happen, so... Uh, I guess our guest host this episode will be my cat, but <laughs> hopefully I can get some uh, guest host on in the future. Anyways, now moving on. So with this full moon in opposition to Mars squaring Saturn and hosted by a Mercury in fall squaring Neptune in Pisces, it's probably bringing up some uh, conflicts, whether they're internal or external, and possibly some confusion as well. For me, this is taking place in my fourth and tenth houses, so it's really highlighting the need for better work-home life balance. I currently have four jobs. I make and sell jewelry and pendulums. I do astrology readings. I have this podcast, and I also work a part-time job. Uh, so this is why I'm just now recording this episode on the day of the full moon in Gemini. Um, it really just has left me questioning, can I do this? And mostly like, why, why am I doing this podcast? It takes up a good bit of my time and earns me zero dollars. So to start off uh, with the journal prompts, we're going to simply ask why, or as I call it, the why game. It's something I do when I can't figure out why I feel a certain way about a situation or a person or why I'm doing something. Like, what are what are my motivations? It really helps me to kind of get to the root cause. And it's a truly mercurial exercise and seems fitting for the Gemini full moon. Because Mercury is the uh, psychopomp, the guide to the underworld, to the subconscious realm. Uh, diving deep within and bringing up knowledge to the surface to be explored and examined. Gemini is uh, also, I think I've already said this, but we'll go over it again. The yang or masculine outward expression of Mercury, an air sign that is known for its exploration of the mind and its depths. This full moon brings an opportunity for some deep self-reflection. So to begin, you will need a notebook, pen, pencil, or you can use a computer device to type your thoughts, whichever works best for you. Uh, sit in a quiet place where you won't be interrupted. And you have to be truly honest with yourself when answering the questions. Maybe before you start, take some deep breaths, do a grounding exercise, you know, whatever, whatever feels right to you. And think about whatever choices or decisions that you're torn between or you can't quite resolve. Something you just can't seem to fully wrap your head around and ask yourself why. Um, some examples of how you could start the question would be, why am I not happy in my current job? Or 
why do I feel like I give more in a relationship than the other person? Or maybe why do I keep doing this when I know I should be doing that? So those are just some examples of um, how to write your own journal prompts using why as the jumping off point. Anyway, so I have already done this exercise on my own and I wrote down mine. So I'm going to take you through that process. So like I said, I've recently been asking myself, why am I doing this podcast? And the answer I think is because it gives me an opportunity to talk about astrology. So then I use that answer. It gives me an opportunity to talk about astrology, to ask a second question. Why do I want to talk about astrology? And that is because I find it fascinating and I think it helps me to learn and explore the archetypal combinations and manifestations of the planet. So here I actually had two reasons and you could, you know, if you come into this fork in the road, you can decide to go uh, down both paths and explore both. But I'm just going to ask, why do I find astrology fascinating? And I think it's because I always found it difficult to understand the world and why some people are the way that they are, why I am the way that I am. I've always been curious about other people's motivations, kind of like what makes them tick and why are we all so different, but also the same. Maybe it's my Piscean delusion that wants to believe that someone's natal chart is the reason they treat other people like shit or uh, let other people treat them like shit. I, I don't really think that's true, but I've also seen too much to pretend that astrology isn't a valid tool in understanding people and understanding myself. And although I do have a better understanding of myself, I still feel like I don't really know who I am or what I actually want. And maybe, maybe this is my way of learning and observing other people so that I can compare and contrast to give myself a better idea of at least what I'm not or what I am. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's where that went. So you can see how that process can, uh, you start off by asking yourself a few simple questions. And as you get deeper into the whys, you can really kind of get to the root cause or the root of, of your why. It's not exactly a lighthearted game at all, and it, if you're truly honest, it will usually lead you straight to one of your shadows. In the natal chart, our shadows are often indicated by the 12th house and placement of the ruler of the 12th house. For example, my 12th house ruler is the sun in the 7th house. The sun is the ego. It represents who we truly are. My son in the seventh house, the house of other people, or my son is in the, in the seventh house, the house of other people. And it explains why I have this pull toward understanding others. And it's, it's in a way, it's kind of how I understand myself. I've learned the hard way many times to be careful who I surround myself with. But yeah, when you're looking at a natal chart and the seventh house, for example, it is opposite to the first. So the sun there is looking from the house of other people to the house of the self. And that is, if you have a seventh house sun, probably in some way 
how you view yourself through the lens of others through compare and contrast sometime that is a good thing <laughs> and sometimes it's not so great wow that got deep uh so this episode has been sponsored by saturn squaring the moon from pisces and also squaring the sun making shit real heavy <laughs> thanks saturn so I don't think this exercise actually helped me find a better work-life balance, but it definitely illuminated the reasons why I want to continue making this podcast, even when it doesn't always make sense. So by using the archetype of the lovers or Gemini to explore your choices and decisions, you can possibly get a glimpse of how it all fits into the larger picture of your life. I hope that you found this exercise helpful, and if so, you can always put it in your back pocket and pull it out anytime you are feeling torn or unsure about your feelings or any situation where you're trying to get a better understanding of your why. So that's a wrap, and I'll be back in two weeks to talk about the new moon in Sagittarius. I'm super excited about that. And before I forget, the song for this week is called Apocalypse by Natty Dread. It's a very beautiful song, and it seems fitting as we are heading into the darker half of the year. It's a very reflective song, and definitely one that will get you in your feels. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so that you can check it out. Alright, I guess that's it. Don't forget to push all the buttons, like, follow, rate, share, uh, find the podcast on Instagram at Hot Air Diviners or book a reading with me at Fire Moon Astrology on Instagram. I'll be offering gift certificates for readings at a reduced price starting this Friday through the end of 2023, so be on the lookout for that. Okay, have a wonderful week, and I'll talk at you next time. Bye! Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Hot Air Diviners. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen. By leaving a review, you not only show support for the show, but you also help others discover the podcast. If you're interested in more Hot Air Diviners content, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Substack at Hot Air Diviners. If you have a comment or question you'd like answered on the show, you can email me at hotairdiviners at gmail.com. And if you want more information on booking an astrology reading with me, you can find a link with that info in my bio at Fire Moon Astrology on Instagram. Thanks for being here and talk to you next time. Bye.